What's shaking? Welcome back. I'm Rick Jordan, and today we are going all in. Today we're talking about this thing that happened last week. I'm sure everybody's heard of it. This is the first chance I've had to have a show about this. Give my thoughts about Roe versus Wade and the Supreme Court overturning this decision from almost 50 years ago. It's very interesting watching our country right now, and you're going to want to share this out with at least three people today because I'm sure there's people that have different viewpoints that you even know. You might be around like-minded people to yourself, and you might be around like-minded people that are not of yourself too. You might feel like a lonely loner in this moment because you might have differing views. And I'm not actually out here today to talk about the political side of this stuff or pro-life, pro-choice. I want to just give you a breakdown and tell you what you can do about this. Because no matter where you fall on one end of the spectrum or the other, obviously that if you want change or if you want this to last, did you hear what I said? If you want change for this to go back to how it was, or if you want this to last, there's steps that you need to take. And I'm seeing some discrepancies and some misunderstanding and all the posts that I see out there. Oh my God. You know, especially from people that are quote unquote influencers, right? And how ignorant a lot of individuals are, especially influ- influencers. Influencers can be ignorant because they're just out there to get likes. They're just out there to get shares. They're just out there to get attention, right? And blow up their following. And they're using this for that reason. You know what? If you don't like what I say today, that's fine. You don't have to listen to me. I'm cool with that because I'm just here to speak truth and fact to you today. That's where I always come from, and that's the only way to go all in. All right, so let's, let's back this up, back this train up for a bit. There was a case, right, in 1973, and it actually had to do with a woman in Texas from 1969, and she wanted an abortion. And then it went fast forward and went all the way to the Supreme Court because she filed a suit with a federal court in Texas to allow her to get an abortion, and this went all the way to the Supreme Court. In 1973... The Supreme Court ruled under the 14th Amendment and just a fundamental right to privacy, which is weird, right? What does privacy have to do with a medical procedure on your body? I was always curious about that. And under the 14th Amendment, under the Due Process Clause, they ended up saying, okay, a woman has a fundamental right to an abortion. But here's the crazy thing, right? And this had to do with the reason for overturning, and I'll get to this in just a moment. I don't know if it was just the opportune time. You know, people think that there's political motivations behind all this, but the opinion that was issued by the Supreme Court just a few days ago to overturn Roe was actually of the tone of government, not necessarily pro-life versus pro-choice. And they examined all of these different things and they found so many conflicting decisions across the last 50 years which really is what, in my opinion, drove them to make the ruling that they did. And the ultimate ruling was to strike Roe down, overturn that decision from 1973, and overturn another case within the 90s, which was Casey, which now resulted in returning the law back to the states, each individual state, each one of the 50 states in the United States of America. Now, when you take a look before 1973, that's exactly how it was. Each state had their own laws. And I've talked about this a little bit in the past. This is actually how the United States government was designed by purpose. 
Because if you think back all the way to the Revolutionary War prior to that, we were colonies of England. And we were still, quote unquote, under the rule. We were subjects of King George, of the monarchy, you know, which is like just one step removed, in my opinion, from maybe a dictatorship. It's a little different today because there's a prime minister of England that has much of the powers. And then there's the queen of England right now who has certain powers. You know, it's, it's a lot more modernized than what it was 200 years ago, a little over 200 years ago to where the, the monarchy was essentially run almost as if it was like a dictatorship. And I know everybody hated, and this is not pro Trump against Trump. Everybody called Trump a dictator because of all the executive orders that he put into place. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes their freedom being taken away from them. And I think that's at the core of why people feel the way that they do about this overturned decision by the Supreme Court around abortion. But let's break this down real quick and summarize this. The reason for the decision, now that the ruling was like 270 something pages long. I actually read through about 120 something word for word, line by line, 120 pages of this ruling. And then I skimmed through the last because it was kind of the same thing over and over again, but this was so well written. I'm talking from a a language perspective, grammatically, uh, just studious in referencing all these different cases over the years that are these things called precedents, which means a precedent is established in a court in the court of law, in the judicial or the judiciary branch, the judicial branch of our government. And then that becomes something that every other judge after that refers back to because a ruling was made in one direction to begin with. And that's called a precedent, right? And a precedent can set off a certain direction of an interpretation of the law for, for years, decades, sometimes centuries after that. And this ruling was to overturn a precedent from Roe in 1973. At least it was looked at that. But prior to 1973, and this is the key, okay? And then I'll get off my explanation and go into what you can do about this. Prior to 1973, abortion laws were regulated by the states. They were actual laws. The way our government was founded was upon law. It was upon states. It was upon governors. And we found that out with the pandemic that the president actually didn't have that much power over each individual state. So it was done that way intentionally. Remember when I was talking about England? We didn't want another king. We didn't want another monarchy when this country was formed, when the United States was formed. We wanted a republic. And a republic is slightly different than a democracy because a democracy, every vote counts the same. In a republic, you vote for representatives that will then in turn vote to establish laws on your behalf because they are representing you and a group of people. Now, groups of people will be different, right? Just think about if you go to church, right? How many different denominations are there? There's Catholic, Christian, non-denominational, Pentecostal, Baptist. All these different denominations have different types of beliefs, some varying only slightly. It's so interesting to me only slightly different, but yet you go to the church that matches your beliefs, your own personal beliefs closely. That's how we established the United States and each individual state was to be like this regional grouping of people of, of like mind. They thought the same things. Therefore, when they voted to, to bring an elected official, that elected official came from them. 
of the people, by the people, for the people, that elected official became a representative, a mouthpiece for them, for their constituents in that area, and then went to the federal government and said, this is what my people feel, and I'm going to vote that way. That's how this country was established. So there wasn't a monarchy, there wasn't a dictator, and everybody in groups of people had a voice. Therefore, states were designed as groups of like-minded people. Are you following me? States, each of the 50 states are like-minded people culturally, right? They were supposed to be that way. Different parts of the United States, people in Chicago, where I'm from, are going to be different than people that are in South Dakota. Different religious beliefs, typically different ways of life, different paces of life. Therefore, somebody in South Dakota will vote differently than somebody in Chicago. Are you tracking me so far? I know you are. Now, here's what the Supreme Court did. They looked back and said, you know what? Prior to 1973, prior to Roe, there was never, ever a federal law on the books, meaning nobody who voted to have a representative in Congress in the, in the House of Representatives or the Senate ever passed a law about abortion. There's no law. Federal level, there's no law. Never has been. At the state level, there's been laws forever. But at the federal level, there's never been any laws. And that is at the core, the fundamentals of the Supreme Court ruling, the overturning of Roe, is that there was never a federal law. Therefore, they returned it to the states. And now what people are upset about is they're thinking that abortion is illegal all over the place. No, it's not. It's not. Again, depending on where you live, it could be. Depending on that like-minded group of people, it could be. And that's coming back to the fundamental principles of why this country was founded. Like-minded people voting for representatives as a mouthpiece to bring things into federal law. I saw a, a reel on Instagram today. It was a young woman, maybe 21, 22 years old, and she was out there protesting, right? Protesting pro-choice. Speaking up that she wanted to have legal rights to abortion. I don't know what state she was from. But then in the middle of this, she got a text message from Joe Biden's campaign. It said pretty much like, are you pissed off? Now's the time we need you to rush $15 to the Democratic campaign so we can fight this. She's like, what? She was intelligent because she's like, you guys had 30 years since Casey. You guys had 50 years since Roe to codify this into law, into federal law. She was beside herself and she she pretty much identified as a Democrat, but now the Democratic Party is saying, send us money so we can fight this. And her point is like, you had 50 years. And it was a shaky decision. It was a rocky decision as I read through this 120 pages of this 270-something page opinion from the Supreme Court. Roe was a shaky decision, very controversial, not based in a lot of law, just a lot of opinion. That's it. And the judicial branch of our government is to uphold and enforce the laws that the legislative branch votes into law. The judicial system does not create law. They uphold the law. 
which means that over the last 50 years, nobody, nobody who was for legalized abortion nationwide actually passed a law on the books that would just validate the decision of the Supreme Court and make sure that it continued on. Because if that had existed, if that law was on the books, this overturning would have never happened last week because their job is to uphold the law. Which means that the majority of the people in the United States would have voted for representatives at the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate to vote to pass legalized abortion nationwide. But that never happened. That's why we are where we are today. That's why the Supreme Court, at its core, did what they did. They returned the decisions back to, on abortion back to each individual state, how this country was founded, to make the laws according to the types of people that live in those states. Because there was never a federal law passed by people that wanted this legalized across the whole country. In my opinion, this decision was never about abortion itself. It was about the legality of how our country was founded. Now that we've gone through that history, here's what you can do. If you want this changed, or if you want this to continue this way, there needs to be a law in the books federally. One way or the other, there needs to be a law in the books federally, because that means that the majority of the population in the United States feels one certain direction or another no matter what my personal opinions are on it it's the majority that rules in this country that we have because that's why we are the way that we are and who knows this could stay with the states forever because there might not be any federal law so here's what you do because there's a patchwork of laws right now across the u.s right i know south dakota as i mentioned that state before abortion is completely illegal in south dakota except for protecting the health of the mother then it's okay and you know what across all 50 states that's the only consistency across all 50 states is that no matter what abortion is okay if it protects the health of the mother that's the one consistency across our whole country right now in all the different state constitutions all the laws that are on the books in each individual state the state laws but then it starts to vary because then it could be like rape and incest as a reason to where it's legal in certain states, or it could be completely legal. Like it is in the state that I'm in Illinois or California. Most people in Illinois, and California believe that abortion should be legal completely 100%. Okay. That's why those laws are on the books that way. Now, if you want this to change, whether it's in your state you got an option, right? You can move to another state. I know a lot of corporations now are actually saying, you know, we're going to fund people with their expenses to go to a different state where it's legal. Okay, cool. But if you really want to take notice of this and actually make a change, you have to get out there and you have to vote for your representative that matches your beliefs. Did you hear me? You have to vote for your representative that matches your beliefs. That's the only way to make this change. That's the way that this country was founded because we did not want a dictator. We wanted the people to speak. We wanted the people to be represented. 
Now you can do that at the state level and you should, you should vote for your state representatives because every single state has a Congress and you should also vote for your representatives to the United States Congress, the house of representatives and, and to the Senate. That's the way to either make a change or keep things how they are one way or the other to get the law on the books, the way you want it to be. That's what you have to do. You want to go out there and protest, that's cool. That's all good, but shut the hell up if you're not going to vote. Because protesting will do no good if you're not going to put your action where it matters, which is voting. If you're going to go out there and riot, you know what? That's illegal, freaking rioting, okay? And plus, if you're going to riot and not vote, sit your ass back down on your couch. If you're going to go on social media and, and go on a rant... And you're not going to vote. I hope you get trolled off the internet. Because that doesn't matter. Yes, we have freedom of speech. But you know what? As a citizen of the United States, we also have the right to vote. And that's how this shit changes. That's the only way. So whatever you're going to do. Or whatever you're not going to do. It's up to you. And now... Because you are a citizen of the United States of America, you have a choice, and your choice is to make that choice by the way of voting. I hope you hear me today because that's the beauty of this country. In the midst of all this turmoil, that's the beauty of this, and that's the whole reasoning for this decision, is that vote to make abortion legal federally never happened, ever, in the history of this country. And now you have an opportunity to either keep it how it is right now, or you have an opportunity to make the change. And the only way to do that is to get out there and speak up by your votes. I love you. It's time to go all in.